What's up, everyone? I'm Gavin or Tweak. You like the little pause? <laughs> what oh, was that, bro? I can't make it one word. Uh, but okay, you did the other. It's fine, whatever. It's it's pink. Marcus in the building. What's good? What's good? What's good? True, Charles. I feel that. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was like typing a message. Man, fake. Your was supposed to be longer, damn it. Oh, but hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Charles? Uh, man, we had one hell of a weekend of Smash. Yeah. Uh, we had a hell of a weekend in general. Um, obviously has his wedding was this weekend. Uh, has a a little bit busy doing some like after wedding stuff, so I can't be here today. But wishing the best. Congratulations, obviously, to has. I'm pissed that i missed the flight to the wedding i mean i guess i guess Bro, we can start what? talking about that yeah so i commentated a beer pong tournament which i committed to a while back um it was alfred's cup pong tournament that he streamed and it was super fun uh but it, i had a very tight window to make it to has wedding i essentially had to right when the uh cup pong tournament was being do- like done i had to shoot over to lax um, it was in la so it was only like a 30 minute drive and then I had to catch that specific flight, and if I if I got on that flight and nothing got delayed, I landed three hours before Haz's wedding, like oh God. right on time. So so I'm 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 a madman. So I went for it, right? So the cup pong tournament ends. We drive to LAX. I'm barely gonna make it. I'm like, oh man, I like I gotta run through the airport, right? I'm still in like my suit and stuff from commentating, and we hit LAX, and of course. At fucking midnight, there's traffic yep. at LAX because it's 4th of July weekend, and I was raging in the car. Just I was so pissed. And then I still, like, we got uh, to the arrival or, like, departures or whatever. I still went for it. I sprinted. Like, you know how, like, your your suitcase has the roller bag, like, mm-hmm. the, the wheels on the bottom? I was like, this is slowing me down. So I, like, grabbed it. I picked it up, and I just, like... <laughs> Like I was like, nothing's slowing me down. And I sprinted all the way to the gate, went through the security and I saw the plane there and the employee's like, I can't let you on, man. And I was like, just looking at the plane. I'm like, please, it's for my friend's wedding. It was like, I'm so oh, sorry. That's I, so can't, sad. I can't let you on. And I, yeah, it was, I was very sad. Bro. I really, really, really wanted to go. And then like the Twitter picture started. The Twitter hitting. pictures oh, were, bro. No. I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, it, it looked like a good, a good time. time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It must confirm. be nice, bro. Hey, it was a good glad time. somebody here knows. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I also couldn't make Haz's wedding because I caught COVID. So I just sat at my house watching these great pictures, bro. Laid was there. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Dalton was there, bro. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, Tyler Coops. Coops was there. Oh, how did. And that You should have seen Coop Tyler on the Martin. dance floor. Oh, Coop's on the dance floor? Oh, my. I've okay, good. honestly, you should have seen Tyler on the dance floor. It was actually too much. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Did you guys play Congrats Love Letter? Congrats to Haz. <laughs> but I guess we'll start off with Colossal. I was flying back from the wedding, so I didn't see as much of this as I would have liked to. So, but what I mainly want to talk about is Bloom's Bayo. Because I, I saw Bloom versus Gluto, and I was like, Thoroughly impressed just with the gameplay. And it seemed like a great tournament. Congrats to Leo for winning, pulling out a classic. Like, <laughs> oh, you beat me. Like, I win. 6 yeah. <laughs> like, Let's just upgrade this character real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me, yeah. Pick a di- let me pick a different sword character. Let's see if you're ready for this one. Bro. Con- congrats to Leo, though. It's insane. Like, it does. You would never guess. Like he dropped a set that tournament. If you were watching grand finals, you know what I mean. Like just so oh, yeah. calm and collected, bro. Uh, but congrats to Meister for taking winners finals as well. Uh, a game five win over Leo in a really tough matchup. To be quite honest. Yeah, I think Corin. Corin well Game and Watch matchup. just sort. Game and Watch has a hard time versus um, some of the sword characters. So okay, low key, it's not that bad. Yeah, Look. as I was saying that, I was like, okay, it's probably not terrible. There's probably worse ones, but it definitely is like probably Corin favored. But it might be slight. Yeah, the the yeah. issue with it is, um, as Corin, you uh, you can't you can't get down once you get hit. You just can't. Like your air drift is so bad. Like up air, just you're I stuck. See. 
Yeah. So you have to go to the ledge, but then like you can't get off the ledge. You can't really get off the ledge. Yeah. So you end up just taking a bunch of damage, and it's actually that's the Game Watch classic. Yeah, it's not that hard to edge guard Corrin with Game Watch. Either. It isn't. Just, yeah, the down air will be down air. Mm-hmm. So it, there's some. It's not like a typical sword matchup where it's like Game yeah. Watch to struggle, but it it. Corrin still has a sword at the yeah. end of the day. Can, like, Game here. Watch ain't getting yeah. down either. Yeah. Yeah, because up air can just... That move is gigantic. Down air, that key does not exist. Yeah, exactly. One of the yeah, few dude. moves, like Palutena up air, that actually like just smokes the key. Yeah, like like no risk trying to like <laughs> battle the, the down air. Yeah. Um, frame-trapping sword up air. <laughs> she frame... I always said that about Corrin. It like Corrin frame traps like this is an ultimate esque. It's very Smash Four, like just mm-hmm. checkmating you. Yeah. It's very never like esque, yeah. Like yeah, like rising it, up it, air, like with rising aerials. That's the thing. Like not a lot of characters can rise up and frame trap you. A yeah. lot of characters can mm-hmm. fall down with an aerial and frame trap you, but yeah. Corrin can rise up and do it, which is great. That's why I like playing her. She's really fun to play because she's simple and effective, and it just reminds yep. me of Smash Four. Not that I hate ultimate characters specifically or something, but like just not a lot of characters are like Corrin, despite being like you would never expect Corrin to feel so separate from the rest of the cast because like mm-hmm. there's nothing crazy special about the character. But she's really fun and consistent, really good. Um, but yeah, uh, back to Bloom's Bayo. <laughs> Did y'all watch Bloom versus Gluto? Like I watched Bloom versus Chag. I watched the Bloom neutral, the vanish state, like. Bayo's a pretty the best Bayo gameplay I've seen, just based off of that one set alone. I've been saying that Bayo's a pretty solid character. I don't want to like, I, I per, so it depends on what you value, right? I highly value mobility, and I feel like we're we're kind of entering the phase of the game where people's punish games and advantage states are starting to matter. Um, you know what I mean? Past year one, year two of ultimate, we're kind of getting year three, year four ish area where people's advantage state or people's punish game is so it's starting to be so refined that neutral becomes slower or maybe not slower, but campier. Like you don't want to commit as hard because when you do like lose neutral, it's going to hurt a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think characters like Bayo, when you have, when you have a move like aerial ABK, like, come on, like you're whiff punishing <laughs> from halfway across the map. That's quite crazy. Or you could just burst with it and you still like, unless you're, there, there are caveats around it. Like, if you have a really good crouch or crawl, right? If you can move and stay low to the ground, like Diddy or Sheik, there's a lot of stuff. But against a character like Wario, right? Like, Wario operates in the air. So, yeah. aerial ABK really makes you play the game very differently here. So, it was, it was really cool to see Bloom's Bayo. I, I, I don't know if there's any other Bayo close to Bloom. Um, I know there's other Bayos that have done well at tournaments, but like having a win on Gluto is huge. And I mean, it, it might be in a matchup that's favorable, but even watching Bloom's like tournament run was really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wario just got bullied the whole time. It was kind of sad to watch. And adding bats within to the equation is frustrating because Wario's combos are really frame tight. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So it's like you might get reversed or get less damage than you're used to. But I hate to be that guy. Uh-oh. But when I was watching Bloom's Bayo, um, like I said, I didn't watch as much of the tournament as I would have liked because I was flying. But it really reminded me of my Smash 4 Oh, Bayo. my God. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, I but am I crazy? I knew you were going to say that. Like, Yeah, he plays neutral in camps with Bayonetta. Holy moly. <laughs> That's insane. I just, I just couldn't pinpoint it. And I was like, this Bayo reminds me the most of mine, actually, which is just really interesting. Like, really solid neutral, really consistent, but, like, with a slight touch of, like, creativity and occasional, like, unexpected stuff. But overall, just very consistent and, like, defensive, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... I I just thought that was cool because I've never like watched a Bayo and Ultimate and thought it reminded me of myself. Sorry, I don't want to toot my own horn. I promise this is a genuine <laughs> thing. And I just had to mention it. Gavin saw Bayonetta not spam heel slide like three to, three to four times in a stock and is like, yo, 
dang, that veil is kind of like mine, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the space backers. But, yeah, I, I definitely – especially the neutral, yes. Because, like, I, I just feel like a lot of bails, like, obviously the character is not stupid, broken, right, in mm -hmm. this game, obviously. But – there's there's still a lot of things I'll be watching Bay. I'm like, why? Why did you commit Whoa. there? Like you you have so much. You have you have so much mobility. You have so much room on the stage. You have like a pretty now back air is not like what used to be, but it's still a pretty long range move. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the the sweet spot isn't as large anymore, but and you still get like at least fifty plus damage on hit. That's a yeah. lot of damage, man. That's a Dude. lot of damage. Dude, Bayonetta and, does too. Too much damage. I'm not gonna hold you. Right, away. she doesn't KO you off, but that's still a lot of damage. So, and like we're we're starting to see Bales evolve, like with the fair one, fair two chains. Like you corner carry with yeah. the fair one, fair two. Like that stuff is crazy. Like, so if the, if I played Bale, I couldn't just play like a fundamental. No. Like I would need to take a lot of time because there's a lot of stuff that I would have to work on. Just like like playing Diddy. Like I needed to learn so much ultimate stuff or like. You know, I've been playing Cloud lately, and there's, like, things I have to, like, learn from an ultimate perspective. And it, it like you said, like, we're in, like, we're a few years down the line, and we're starting to see, like, that separation between, like, Bale we're, we're used to seeing and uh, Bale and Ultimate. Um, but, yeah, I was just really glad to see Bale doing well, and it just... Also, like, watching it made sense, too. Like, yeah, this is just really good gameplay. Uh, and, yeah, made the matchup look really good for Bayo, too. It's always been a weird one for Wario. Um, but shout-out to Gluto for getting top eight, as always, too. Like <laughs> As always, true. Yeah, like Leo, Meister, uh, <clears throat> Chag, always in top eight. It was hard, dude. Yeah. That tournament was mad hard. Siski, shout-out to Siski. Just that's another one that's just always on, always on the screen. Mm-hmm. Always. always on the screen if you're watching a, a tournament. Like, Siski's always, like, high in the bracket. I, I was saying that while uh, watching <clears> – I think I watched some of Chag versus Siski, and I was just, like, these two, when they're at a tournament, they're on the stream setup. Like, they, True. Are, they are far in bracket. And I feel like that was the name of this tournament. It was, like, the consistent players you expect to see plus Bloom. <laughs> like, yeah. But Switch. the thing about Bloom was – if you follow like Europe enough, you would probably expect, you would Bloom. expect yeah. like the people at this tournament probably expected to see Bloom in top eight, but like yep. a casual competitive Smash viewer, it was probably a surprise. But yep. yeah, I believe this is the first time Bloom and Gluto have faced off as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. I'm pretty if sure. If I'm not mistaken, or if they maybe they've played really really early Ultimate, but not as of recent. Um, but. That was the kind of toxic thing, you know, like we've talked about Bloom on this podcast before, but the mm -hmm. the big looming question is always just like, oh, well, you know, Bloom has never played against uh, Gluto, right? Now, I mean, just because Bloom was able to take the set over Gluto, I would still put Gluto in my rank one for EU players, just because yeah, Gluto sure. is like well-decorated, has crazy achievements, right? Stuff like that. Um, so, But this is so, just a great opportunity. Like, I know. It's showcasing great. like. They need to travel, yeah. Yeah, yeah they really want to double down. Travel. Really? They're in the racket for double down. Oh, they're, they're oh. Like, yeah, they're supposed oh. to be going to double down. Hold I on. wish I was going. Spoiler. Wait, you're not going? Yeah. I'm taking a break before all the other crazy tournaments coming up. Bro. I was wondering I know, which I'm tournament sorry. was going to take the, take the break full. I was like, all right, well. I'm sorry. With the CEO. I, mean, I don't even know if I can go, so. I, I, I wanted to go, I but. I'm gonna I'm a practice, take a little break. I mean, to be fair, get the cloud take ready. <laughs> Finally a sword. You Bro. you need a sword to fight all this bullshit, Gavin. You can't <laughs> you, you, you really do. want to interact with this shit? Have you seen the meta? You don't want to interact with that meta, bro. I'm playing Sephiroth in Cloud lately. It's kind of blast. That combo Yo, is actually up. OD. I'm Final Fantasy? Yo. I'm not gonna hold you. It's so, it's so stupid. I was like talking to some friends last night and they're like, so we're back to this, huh? Like you're back to where you were like five years ago. <laughs> Just like playing the playing, hero or the villain, dude. Playing, Is it a hero matchup or a villain matchup? Playing fucking cloud. That Thanos yeah. scene where he's like, where did that bring you? <laughs> back to me. 
like, but yeah, I, I mean, my cloud is nothing special. I've been practicing and like every day I feel like it gets better, which is really fun to see. Um, it, but yeah, like I've had enough time on Sephiroth where it feels like the Sephiroth is pretty consistent and like I'm always playing a level that's like acceptable with Sephiroth. So I don't know. It's been fun. Uh, basically what I describe it as is like my idea with this combo is I want to play like the same theme and like focus on mastering like this play style, obviously like swordy. Um, and I, how do I describe it? So it's like, I'm playing two characters while still like playing with like a similar like play style. And like, rather than like doing Sephiroth and Diddy, which is like night and day, it's like, I have two different characters with different matchup spreads and stuff while like <laughs> still playing the same way. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but someone that kind of inspired me is actually Leo. He like oh, plays so like a million different does. characters, oh, yeah. but they're all yeah. swords. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Sword I feel like master. it's, it's a recipe for consistency and all that too. So we'll speaking, see what happens. Speaking of bro, can we talk about how Leo is going through brackets with literally whatever character he wants. Yeah. And then if he just loses, he's like, I mean, all right. Well, you made a mistake beating me. <laughs> okay. Now I guess I can, I can, I'm trying. Hold on. Yeah. Joker's coming out. Aegis is coming out. It's time to win. And he just doesn't drop games. Like he, he's legitimately like, I want to play Corrin for fun. I'm so good that I am winning with Corrin. Yeah, I'm so good that I'm winning with Violet. Oh snap! Lost a Min Min. I guess I'll pull Joker back out. It's been <laughs> years, but we'll just pull Joker back. Out. Oh man! It always feels like he's punishing people for beating him. Yeah, <laughs> so funny, bro. Like how dare you? I can't believe. You. All right, let me remind you who I am. Like, yeah. What the heck? You beat me? Like it's so crazy, bro. That there's like a player that good in the world. I feel like. I need to come up with a strategy or like we all need to come up with a strategy where we're like you beat him but not hard enough to where he like doesn't pull out like the DLC characters. I'm mean, like you you beat the Corrin like just enough to where he's like I can do it with Corrin. He bro, like doesn't I off. thought he was going to stay Corrin. That yeah, yeah. game 5 lasted like it was close. And then he went to losers and I just saw Aegis and I was like, "Oh, yeah. no, the come tournament on. is doomed." <laughs> it's doomed like you just lose yeah. that's crazy i think he could like play aegis and play majority pyro like he could he could still switch to mithra for certain matchups and stuff but i i just feel like of the two i think his uh pyro is better and it, it it's really i mean mithra and pyro are just they're both really really strong characters but you know even just the traits that pyro have i think Leo kind of gravitates more towards that. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, Leo's experience with Joker transfers over to Mithra really well. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the best player in the world can play whatever character. I just feel like when he's at a tournament or, you know, going through the tournament, Leo just got a weapon rack. He's just looking at the weapon <laughs> rack. He's like, man, which uh, which sword am I picking for this match? And his weapon rack, it's, it's, quite, it's quite, quite wide. There's a lot of weapons on there, and he can pick whichever one he wants he can he can you know take a little dip into the dlc fighter pass 2 go bring it back because wait fighter pass 1 is byleth right yep dang he, he got he got a <laughs> every fighter pass bro we got we got the original you know what i mean like the uh the the corn obviously from the like the starting roster so it's uh it's really cool to see um, yeah. I mean, just a mastery of so many characters and just like the understanding of the game to that level and just being that comfortable is pretty wild. And Bro. we're seeing, and th this game's not even like figured out yet, right? Like in terms of, of we we really don't know anything about this game. Like Bale's over here jamming people, right? And like there, like there's there's so much we don't know about the game. So it's uh, even though we're we don't have too much patches. There's a, still a lot to figure out about the game. Super exciting. We're seeing a rise of a lot of uh, new characters. We're seeing a rise of a lot of new young players as well. So really sick to see. And even like, uh, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking about this earlier. This era is so interesting because even in the past in like Brawl and Smash 4, there was still representation from like Japan, Mexico, Europe, right? But it, it felt very singular. It was like, oh, the best player in Europe could be top 10. The best player in Mexico could be one of the best in the world, right? 
Um, and then even for, I think Japan, it ran a little bit deeper yeah. where there was like more, maybe more scattered top 10 players within the Japanese region. But now it's like, and then um, past that, it was like America was dominating, right? It's like you looked at a top eight, maybe one Mexico player, maybe one European player, everything else is American. Or maybe one Japanese player, everything else is American, right? Or maybe like scatter a couple. But majority, I mean, usually half of the top eight was American players. Very different nowadays, right? Yeah, now that, it's like one or two American players. Now, yeah, now it's the opposite yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like America's on the back foot. It's 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 very rare to see four Americans in top eight compared to like, you know, very strong regions like Mexico. Even like, you know, uh, Gluto has been a staple in a lot of these top eights. He's been very consistent in that regard as of recently. And even other European players are kind of getting to that point, right? Um, I believe uh, Siski got like ninth at yeah, Genesis losing to Gluto. very, very good. So like... Now we see multiple powerhouses coming out from Europe, like Siski, like Bloom showing their performance, right? So I feel like there's a lot of players in the up and coming. And it's like the EU story is very tragic and I can very I can relate to it because I'm from Hawaii. So it's like not even like Europe's even farther than Hawaii, right? At least Hawaii's like somewhat close to the West Coast, but Europe, I mean, so it can be very expensive and you know, it's a lot of resources to travel out and really get your name out there or at least travel out to these uh u.s tournaments so um that does suck but it, it's just really cool to see so many different regions have more than just that one player that can get into top eight i feel like now multiple regions have multiple players that could breach out into a top eight and it it just makes the tournament really exciting true even canada yeah even canada right canada is in every Riddles top is eight. A shoe in every event. and now i mean big d just went off yeah, hold on yeah. You never yeah, know. I mean, Ouch, hold on. You never hold. Canada's starting to get some, hey. Heavy hitters, <laughs> heavy hitters. Hold on. What I wanted to say, uh, we should definitely talk about Gommel, but what I wanted to say was um, something I, I talked a bit about in a Metify lesson today um, is how like this meta shift kind of came out of nowhere, right? Because mm-hmm. So the way I'm looking at it is like post-quarantine, there's been like there was like the meta post quarantine, which was like a bit more like what we'd expect, like Aegis, like I was playing Diddy Kong and like it wasn't like anything out of the ordinary in terms of characters, like and like archetypes. And then all of a sudden we get hit with like the Steve, like Kazia stuff, and there's an extreme meta shift like a few months after post quarantine, like out of nowhere. And something I think a lot of the top players that are like 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 you know, that, that have been playing for a while, that have been, like, good in Smash 4 and Ultimate, um, I feel like aren't ad- adjusting to the sudden shift. Like, in terms to of fair, characters. It was a very sudden shift. Yeah, like, in terms of yeah. character selection and stuff, especially because we have so many tournaments every weekend, that I feel like we keep going into this shift in the meta as if it didn't happen, I guess. And... I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's time for like a lot of these well-seasoned players to consider like different character selections or like really like absorbing the fact that the game has like completely 180 would out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, just something I wanted to mention because I've been thinking about it lately and I think it kind of inspired me to like make a push and like change my own character selections as well. Yeah, because um, what's interesting is for you... When you were playing Diddy Kong, it was before, for a good it reason. For, yeah, it was for Joker. And then all of a sudden, it one eighty, and now like, he's like not as good in the meta. <laughs> yeah, like you were, now you're you trolling. Were, you were preparing for the the top players, right? Exactly. So like, oh yeah, what layup? I'm chilling. Like all these sword characters, Diddy Kong goes crazy, and then exactly out of nowhere, it's like Steve, and you're like, wait, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, wait a second. So. Um, but I think a lot of top players are starting to like change their their roster a little bit. You see Mars trying to play uh, Joker. Yeah. You see Cola uh, drifting away from the Roy, going more toward the Cloud, who yeah. is much better in this meta. Um, so I mean, <clears throat> it's gradual in comparison it's, it's to the gradual. meta where it's like very where mm-hmm. just shifting really fast. And like, well, there's so many tournaments too that it's hard to like go away from your comfort picks so. exactly it's hard to be like you know what the meta is shifting but yeah. i'm just gonna pick up this character and i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it and 
yeah. disregard the years of work I put into. I feel like I'm one of the before. only people that is like not afraid to just like try well, you, something new. You also like you switch your character like every like six months, so yeah, it's not like he's a switcher. Yeah, where like you know Cole has been playing Roy since the beginning of the game. I mean, he's also played Cloud, but like most of his success has come from Roy, right? So he's like, I'm gonna stick with Roy. But he's starting to, this fighter pass too. Starting to get, to, he's like, bro, it's Cloud, like, because yeah. Cloud can do well against them. Um, there are some weird exceptions though. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how Light is making Fox work <laughs> against Steve Kazuya. Terry. Like, the players he's playing against and the characters he's playing against are like the best of the characters, and he's playing Fox. Like, yeah, that doesn't Catching make Fox sense. Is hard. Like, I mean, Light and Gluto are like just. You're not going to stop them. Like, I feel like you could, like, put them against the scariest thing ever, and they're going to stick with it, and they'll figure it out, too. So, um, you know, who's. I guess this doesn't. What I'm talking about doesn't apply to everyone, but I do think everyone should consider what I'm saying, basically. I think uh, Light's play style has changed to reflect the meta. Yeah. I think his, his play style has definitely changed a lot compared to before. So maybe it's not. Just a character thing, but it could also be a playstyle thing, which as is well. just as difficult to like process when you're mm-hmm. competing every week. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about Gamal. Wait, wait, before we, before we go, I, I I wanted to just like talk on that statement that we're talking about. For yeah, the, sure. The meta is, uh, I think it's another thing to do, or another reason why it's so hard for players to do this is because they're they're like every week, every other week they're flying out. Maybe they're focusing on playing and. It's either, I feel like there's a certain tipping point. It's like, if you didn't know how to fight Steve last week, you think this week you are with no <laughs> like study or like another perspective on something like, and it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that the top players are not preparing enough, but it is very hard to balance everything in life, which is why, I mean, this is something we talked about last week is, I mean, just talking more like on the coach's side, right? Having someone else like, do that for you or at least give you a perspective in that matchup can save you a lot of time and make it so you can divert your time to more practicing or more applications or i mean just just getting a whole another perspective on it even though that you don't have to like hire a coach or but like get other people's opinion like man what do you think i should do against steve like do you think roy steve does this like do you think it's worth it there there's so many other things and then maybe instead of going to so many tournaments back to back because, and and this is a big thing, even when I coach like Void or Tweak, anything I tell any player that I coach, I cannot expect them to instantly like, okay, like, oh, on reaction, like do this, this, but then against Anvil, do this, and then like learn how to parry the last hit of the earthquake. So you never, so you should always have like even more frame advantage, blah, 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 blah. And it's like all this shit, you can't just be like, oh yeah, they're going to do it next week. That the next major they go to like sometimes when you get all this information or get another perspective or get a new strategy sometimes it's okay to refine it give yourself some time right like maybe i don't go to every single tournament and kind of strategically peek and and the best player in the world does this leo doesn't go to every single tournament he makes nope. sure he has breaks you know what i mean very well balanced it looks like like yes. very like just seems like to have a good grasp on his schedule yes so i think i think one thing that top level smash players can get better at and that can help them adapt to the new meta that's not necessarily inside of the game is just time management in general how much time are you spending like looking into these new characters right like do you know what a nil is do you know what like frame advantage you have on this or you don't even have to get down to like super crazy nerdy frame data shit but like do you know when it's your turn versus steve do you know when it's not your turn like very simple concepts but you have to know them right and things like that like oh oh like when he does this uh, when he does minecart like what are my realistically what are my options right because i feel like even in that very simplistic scenario versus steve people don't know what their options are versus minecart and they kind of like revert to like the one or two things that they know that they don't get hit by the minecart but they don't really fully understand the situation and stuff like that and 
just talking to other people can get you this information, you know, studying Steve and like watching over like your own VODs or how other people deal with Steve is another way you can do that. Again, all kind of falls into time management. And sometimes a lot of these top players aren't able to do that because when you travel, that's four days out of your seven day week that you're out and about and, you know, practicing and doing all this other stuff. So it's, it's very, very taxing and it's very, very time consuming. And when you do it back to back, these players don't have time. Like w when Tweet goes out and like travels three weeks in a row, it's like gets home. You, you got to like do all the. I mean, there's just regular life stuff you have to do. Right. So in that three day span, you're like pretty much doing that. And then it's like, oh, boom, flying on Thursday again, like off off you go. Maybe had some time to practice, probably not enough time to practice like a new strategy or a new character or like really intake some of the information about some of these new meta changes. And the tweak that's playing on week three of traveling back to back is probably around the same skill level of week one tweak from these three weeks of tweak going back to back, right? So there's first week, weekend, like first major, second major, third major. The, by the third major, he's still playing around the skill level of probably week, the first major, right? But you're just like at a different tournament. Yep. You might be playing a bit better that weekend or a bit a bit worse that weekend, right? Those are just whatever factors, you know. You're not always playing at your best or always playing at your worst, but just something something to keep in mind. And even yeah. for Tweak, Tweak's not going to double down this week. And when you think about it, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's a West Coast event, so it's a longer flight. Maybe it's just better, you know, you're picking up a new character, stay home, practice, get all of your at just regular life stuff. Because another thing is a lot of people think that these top players, they just play Smash and that's it. Well, it's like everyone's got lives, you know what I'm saying, that they have yeah. to live. So, um, you know, take care of that stuff. Also work on your new strategies. Also, like, work on, like, just studying the meta and stuff like that. So... Yeah, just something that I thought of. Yeah. It's tough, especially because, like, like there's, I'm missing out on Double Down, but I'm still going to be going to one million tournaments in a row soon. So it's I'm, summer. Prepa I'm basically preparing for that. Um, you have to pick and choose. There's no way any top player can go to every single tournament in the summer. That's crazy. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. I would like to. But, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Gommel. It's lit. Owning one. That's which is two crazy in a row. Because Oni also three won combo breaker. And crown, right? Or cost? Crown? Cost? One of those. Oh, I think oh. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Jesus. <laughs> Stop. Midwest. Midwest at it again. Stop doing that. Why are Bro. you winning so much? That's Bro. messed up. Steve. Okay, I can't tell if they're serious with their Twitter handle. Like, I, I really wish I knew. It's oh, so funny. We have to ban Steve. Very it's funny. so funny. Yeah. Bro, did y'all see that Cola on inset? So close. Like, oh my. The that back air not ever. killing? Yeah. Like, I was very surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> like, how? Like, how did that not. Like,. Huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> on town at the at the edge of the stage, that back air didn't kill. And then like after that, you always have those like moments, and it's like it sucks that moments like those are what decides you as a top player. But it's like or like as a player, but all he had to do was wait. But it's so hard in the moment where you're like, I won. Oh snap! I didn't win. All right, here's my opportunity to win, and you just yeah. go for it, right? It's like. It's so hard, and trust me, like I've been in the situation. I fumbled the situation a lot. Trust me, like yeah. Um, it it just sucks that that was how he lost. He also tried Roy a game. It yeah, was, I forget the order of the character selections. It was but... mostly Cloud, a small battlefield. We tried Roy. It just no, <laughs> no. Roy does not seem to do well versus Steve. I, I wouldn't think so. Like it's like weird because you have the speed, right? You have you have like I, I don't know. It even even like Fox Steve, I feel like I think Steve has the advantage over Fox, but Fox can get close to Steve to the point where it's like, "Hey, once once you get into burst range, the Steve has to stop mining, right? Or like yeah, build like a wall. make them a little uncomfortable. So right, right. So I still think the risk reward is skewed into Steve's favor 
for Fox, but the, at the bare minimum, you can put Steve in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And sometimes even so quick that they can't even build a wall. So you kind of just get into burst range. It's like, all right, well. That's how I felt with Diddy versus Steve. Like, obviously the matchup's very strange, but I felt like whenever I got a solid hit on Steve, he couldn't go anywhere. And I feel like the same can be said for Roy and Fox, but the the neutral is still really weird. So yeah. it's all in theory, and you know we're not even we're we're I, we're kind of just looking at it through the neutral perspective. Obviously, there's return, right? Like the off stage yeah. seems like horrible for you know Roy or Fox when you can just drop anvils and put build a <laughs> stage off stage. Shit. <laughs> bro that's the thing down tilt, right down tilt's like insane one thing i noticed um when i was watching onan is uh onan doesn't really go for too many uh two frame down tilts onan will go like more block like, well like run off stage block in a down tilt mm-hmm. or something of the sort. i was like, gonna mention something push too. the edge guarding a little bit further out which is uh really interesting because i feel like versus certain characters that's fine but there's other characters where the two frame is like almost too free where you just kind of yeah. like take that two frame, but it could be a bit of nerves could be a <laughs> bit of, uh, experience um, or it could just be a bit of play style. If Owen wants to be more, be that Steve, that's a little bit more aggressive off stage, right. And take advantage of the blocks off stage. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, uh, except there's always that situation. Uh, a lot of characters have this decision to make whenever you knock someone off stage do you set up whatever your character does? Like, do you mine? Do you build a tool? Or do you, like, mm-hmm. go for the kill? Like, do you charge cloud limit? Do you, like, mm-hmm. do this or that? And Onin would always go for the kill rather than, like, get a new tool or, like, mine. Like, like always build the blocks and, like, try to, like, set up an edge guard. And I thought that was interesting. And I, when I was watching the tournament, I was thinking, I'm probably going to mention this on, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it felt, like, very interesting like like i would see like a stray hit happen i'm like oh time to get like a new tool or mine it never happened it was just like all going all out for the kill which is definitely really interesting aggressive advantage state yeah for sure uh if you're watching on youtube you're watching riddles versus onion which is brings me into another thing another very consistent player right now riddles with, that was a grind lord. With with characters that I would argue wouldn't set you up for consistency necessarily in terms of matchup spread. So mm-hmm. very impressive. Um but Steve. Bro. <laughs> Steve. <coughs> Bro. That coolest set definitely could have went either way. Too. Yeah, I think the riddle set could have as well. Um I didn't it was see just this unfortunate. One. So game five, he starts, he uh crack shoots the wrong way and SDs as soon as the game starts. Oh my god. Yeah. That's, that's how they are. You yeah. you rarely see that come out from Riddles too, and and shoutouts if you're watching this on YouTube. Shoutouts to the production man. Gama always has crispy production. Even the stage with the cardboard cutouts. The fact that they were cardboard. The cutouts, stage strikes on the stream. Better. Yeah, the stage strikes on the Love stream. That. Um, even just like the 3D renders and stuff like that. Oh Those my god, yeah. So beautiful. Such a such a beautiful stage. Such a beautiful production. The commentary the mc bro the crowd the was hype were yeah the, the yeah like what crowd was hype. what could have even gone better production wise like think about this it was incredible like the they fire had alarm little... not going off Ooh, oh yeah there was that true see ya it, <laughs> it went off twice that weekend but it went That's off cool. while aaron and i can't remember who oh yeah shouts to aaron getting top eight yes let's go that's really he sick did. let's go He's gotten a lot of nice. Oh, wait. We got to talk about the most important thing. We got to talk about Big D. Bro. Second place with fucking ice climbers. Okay. That's the coolest shit I've ever said in my life. To be fair. Character's good, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is he going to say? Is he going to say the matchup and experience thing? Or is he going to call No, 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 no. Bro, because... Ice Climbers does the thing that Rosalina did in Smash 4 to a higher degree where you would, like, uh, try to hit Rosalina. You would hit Luma. You oh, put yourself in hit lag. And, and then you you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people are playing against Ice Climbers like that doesn't happen. They'll hit the first Ice Climber. Then they'll Big hit the D second specifically one. will ruin your life. Will ruin that. your life. For, like, yeah, I've been like, watching it since Ultimate mm, came out. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't grab me. 
And then, yeah, like, right. I, I love that from Big D. He purposely like shows shield yeah, in a lot of scenarios, me. and he's just like, "Oh man, it'd be crazy if you read this shield and grabbed me." And then just like right when you oh, get to grab the client, like you just see the hammer, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just get destroyed. And you're... But it's just cool because you get to see Big D abuse just shield in specific scenarios where it's like mm -hmm. you you really can't grab me here. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like. And then once Big D kind of feels like you're not going to commit to that RPS situation in that he area. He's bullying like, your shield, which is right. interesting. Just our side. Because the climbers, when both their moves connect on your shield, that's half your shield, buddy. Yep. Your yes. shield is gone. Back air is insane. Side B, jump side B out of shield. Yo, that was. That move crazy. is a win button. That, that move is their so best move by far. That oh, move yeah. is we, so, if, the whole time I was watching, I was like, this move so If perfect. we played right now and I was Ice Climbers, you know what move I'm picking <laughs> at least half the time. Because I don't Out know what shield. I'm doing, but I can spin. And it like leads into like really good situations after like getting a million up airs and stuff. Like, I don't know. Bro, Big D got fundies. Another yeah, character that. Just does infinite damage off one hit. Like yeah. they do so much damage, it doesn't make any sense. And the, the ice cover players have gotten really good at using ice blocks to edge guard off stage. Like the like setting up the angles to where a lot of characters just keep getting hit by blocks and they just yeah. <laughs> they just go lower and lower and die. It's like, bro, what the heck? But yeah, they, kind of what we talked about about managing <laughs> risk reward in general. Like, it's kind of an art form with Ice Climbers and Ultimate is, like, taking certain L's to guarantee, like, survival or, like, you know, doing certain things as a bait to, like, get damage. Mm -hmm. Like, just beautiful gameplay, like, as always from Big D. Big D's been, like, dominant with this character for, like, oh, forever. And, and what plays is the other Hammer character, DDD. DDD. Didn't he get, like, 13th or... Beat Void at, at Genesis. Genesis. He did really well at Genesis yeah. as well. So, I mean, we gotta pick this character up, y'all. Ice climbers? Yeah, it's too lit. Look at these fox combos. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> why is ice climbers get crazier up air combos than fox? I'm like, uh, look, you I'm know not why? Even counting it as two up airs for one climb or for. I was talking about this uh, with friends. I think like just talking about Big D's run. And I was just talking about how like Wadi went uh, ice climbers against me in our last match at CEO. And I was just thinking in my head the whole time. It was it's like so mean, but I'm thinking like as Sephiroth, like if I just back air and I've tilt this whole game, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I was just like thinking like if Nana gets hit by any of this, like my moves have high base knockback, like you lose. Mm -hmm. If Nana just like accidentally like runs into one of my moves because she's an idiot, like you lose the game. <laughs> Nana running into the gyro was so funny. Yeah, like five times. Like <laughs> so so that's cool. how i feel trying to pick up gyro too i understand oh that's who aaron was playing aaron versus big d the fire yeah, one went off yeah. i respect the rob pick i would not pick diddy congress ice climbers either that's scary yeah. banana is gonna be weird you're gonna be playing at a range that's really uncomfortable diddy is yeah. too stubby to deal with those hammers i think diddy and sheik both lose to climbers the cl climbers yeah i, I don't know if diddy loses but it's Sheik's something that i wouldn't right? It's something that I'd want to be very well One prepared for. Yeah. Void normally says, like, Ice Climbers or, like, Rosa or something's, like, Sheik's worst matchup. It's so funny because Void, historically, all the characters he picks loses the Climbers. Like, Peach, he didn't like Pichu versus Climbers. He did not like Sheik versus Climbers. Well, so, I can like, see. It's pretty funny, right? Like, Yeah. Why, why that character? Because even like Pichu needs a lot of setups off throws, right? Like mm -hmm. Pichu's late game is the up throw thunder is what makes Pichu bullshit, right? Like if Pichu didn't have that, you would not have to respect that character whatsoever. But you die off of grab forever and beyond. So it's like you have to never get grab. But you know, ice climbers, you get grab and you're like, oh, actually, I'm gonna smash stack you. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Pichu, Pichu's dying at 40. Those smash attacks are mad strong. Yeah, yeah. Them joints yeah. are omega strong. Bro, even like right. uh, Big D do the desyncs where it, it just had that brawl feeling with the short hop blizzard right over and yeah. over. And then you can do crazy stuff like you do short hop blizzard and then you can dash forward and like up tilt with the other climber. But then the other climber will magnet in towards the other climber during the middle of the move. So he like 
He's even doing stuff like that to make certain pokes safe or like it, it was the decent game was absolutely crazy. And it's one of the reasons why you even saw some of those huge like up air streams because the up air is desync. So it's like bing, 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 bing. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's just because it's desync, you, you can chain so much together. So it, it was really exciting to watch Big D use like the setups with the Blizzard and even just the combos too. everything since, since we don't really see this. This, I think this is what Sakurai wanted Ice Climbers to be. You know what I mean? Not. I think the whole... Ice Climbers are dope in this game. Like, bro. Sick. They're super sick. Relatively balanced while still being fucked up sometimes. Like, How do you get off the ledge? Yeah. But. Huh? Being one of the corniest characters in Smash history to this, that's actually insane. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it up, Sakurai, because yeah, Melee and Brawl, Ice Climbers were the corniest characters in Smash history. Like, Sonic's up there, but. Like I think climbers is even cornier than. Oh, Sonic. of course, yeah. You just like, you get a grab and you die. Like that's that's corny. So it, what it's was really I gonna cool say? Oh, I was gonna mention. So Big D started in loser. So it was Aaron versus Big D. I think it was the first set or second set of top eight. Second. And yeah. I was watching it and like Big D like does something cool like a desync follow up or like or like and like wins a game and I'm like all right. We got Ice Climbers in top eight. That's great for the for the future YouTube bots. And we got a game. We got we got a game and we got a clip. Like we're good. And then Big D goes on to nearly win the whole tournament. I'm like, all right, now this is like the coolest thing Gamer to ever eating. happen in Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> on home turf in Canada, that's so dope. Yeah, exactly. Like it's so it's so cool. Also in general, like Canada having uh multiple reps in top eight is like what more could you ask for from from like Gommel if you're like, you know, from Canada and everything? Like, shouts to Big D and Riddles, like holding it down. Um, the uh, he only lost to Owning. That's it. Yeah, I didn't Wait. even realize that going into Grands because like I kind of was in and out watching, mm -hmm. and I was thinking like just because Big D is such a strong fundamental player that like he would have a shot, and it was looking okay, and then it was not okay at all. Like Owning just like kind of got a quick grasp on the matchup especially after the winner set so yeah and even um a midwest player winning the entire bracket if you know about you know at least toronto area they're pretty close with midwest like midwest players will go to a lot of toronto tournaments toronto turn or players or toronto smash community will go to a lot of like the michigan tournaments so it, it's really cool to see the Midwest, uh, a Midwest player, you know, winning Gommel. Yeah. It's just really cool. Because Zenodo in terms was of at the, the tournament. Zenodo. Yeah, let's go Zenodo. I think Bro. top 16, top 24 area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bro, I just don't like. Bro, should we be concerned? About Steve? Yeah. I think we should. I've but... been concerned, bro. I've been concerned. <laughs> I also want to congratulate Syrup on getting top eight at a big tournament. Sure. Uh, oh, Shout Syrup from Jersey. Really, really great run. Um, I, I, um, I see people compare Steve to Bayonetta a lot. Uh, and, uh, it's just not worth uh, comparing, uh, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't, so think, I don't think relative strength to the rest of the cast that they're comparable. I, I just don't. Like, Bayonetta was... Far and beyond the best character in the game. Like, nah. It just, um, but, Carried so many bad players. Yes. Yeah, so, don't I know it. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually don't. I think there's a chance Bayonetta was not. I think Bayonetta was number one, but Loki. If someone said number two, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'm sleeping. And Bayonetta lost more than one matchup. And yeah, I just don't think it's that close. Like, oh, I don't think it was that far off. Like, it was, whatever, whatever. Okay, she well, was really anyway. broken, but very misunderstood as well. Mm. Oh, oh, poor Bale. Yeah, poor Bale. <laughs> oh, poor Boohoo. Especially oh. the way people talk about her now. Okay, I was streaming the other day. For those of you who think I'm not reading my chat, I do sometimes. So I'm gonna say something. <laughs> um, I do sometimes. <laughs> and I saw this comment on my stream that said, also before I rant, shouts to Goblin getting seventh, good shit. Uh, I saw this comment that said, yeah, 
You couldn't get out of Bayo combos. The only way was SDI. And I'm thinking to myself, you just said how to get out of the combos while saying you can't get out of the combos. <laughs> I got out of out of Bayo combos like for a living. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. Let's talk about Steve. Which is also a very another similarity. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between the two of them, like counterplay wise. A large reason that people hated Bayonetta outside of being absolutely stupid was. Bro, she was breaking controllers. Like, yeah. you had to SDI against her or you died. That character no. physically hurt me. Right. There's no, <laughs> other char- there's no other Smash character that physically hurt me. I remember, like, to carpools to long tournaments, I would, like... I, I remember going to one of the Genesis, right? And we're, like, seven hours. I ha- I would I brought my controller, right? I take it out of my backpack. I'm in the passenger seat. I'll just start going. I'll be SDIing. And then, like, people in the carpool are like, what are you doing? And I'm like... I don't want to lose a fucking Bayo. I'm like <laughs> grinding my SDI and like my arm would burn up after like, you know, two minutes, three minutes. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like, ooh, let it cool down. Let it cool down. And 10 minutes later. All right. And it's just like, I'm like literally working out to try and beat this character. No yep. other character I've had to work out to do that. Now, hopefully Steve doesn't get to that point. But one huge thing that they do say counterplay wise is, oh, how do you get out of their combos? Oh, well, you. SDI. You SDI them. Okay. Another reason that Bayonetta Bayonetta was really frustrating is when you hit Bayonetta, you always felt like you might get reversed. And that did not make sense. That did not make sense. It's like, oh, well, I might get which time, Bayonetta. You hit Steve, you don't wanna you don't wanna challenge Anvil. You don't wanna challenge Minecart. So you kind of just do your combo and you let Steve live and go on and it's frustrating to like not get rewarded for hitting someone right like that's Mm. that's why also why people used to hate old joker bro would just down gun it would hit out this way you couldn't stand under him but then you didn't want to hit him because he might counter and get our sins so it's like there are some similarities like gameplay wise with the amount of frustration that the character brings i i think that is something fair to say, but I don't think, like, Steve's like, oh my god, dude, this is, this Bayonetta levels are broken. No. I no. think we it's can... It's hard to hear me out. But I agree, get, I agree with everything point. you said. We can get to that point. This is this is early Steve. This is yeah, very yes. early Steve. It definitely could. That's like, why I said we should be concerned. It's yeah. fine to be concerned. We, we, I, I think it's okay to be concerned. And I think it's okay to just be like, oh, hey, this is a very strong character. This character has access to tech, which is, like, not a thing in this game, right? Um, so it's like when when Steve's right now, Steve's are just doing really cookie cutter. Like I could probably go into training mode and do them. I actually have done them. It's like not that crazy. You just like up air, up air, block, up air, back air, fair. What you just keep? You essentially keep up airing until you run out of jumps. When you run out of jumps, you block. You get your jumps back. You can't make any more blocks. You fucking finish it off with a back air fair. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Super easy to do. And that shit does like 60 plus damage. So, and that's with your starting shit weapon, right? So, and then the combos get That's crazy that you could die at zero before they mine once. Yep. Correct. The, the, oh my, this character is supposed to be like scaling up, you know, like, oh man, when I get my diamond, that's when I do my, hell no, you can die. That's just broken all the time. Yeah. Yes. You can, it's actually easier to SDI out of combos with diamond Yeah. because there's more hit lag. So it's actually harder to SDI with wood, but I, we we'll see, we'll see if Steve players gets to the point where they start getting a little bit more consistent with their zero to deaths. I will say like Bayo zero to deaths. You didn't have to hit consistent two frame windows. Every nil is a two frame window. So every time you see like the double jump bubble, no, it is right. I'm talking about the Bayonetta thing. That's another (laughs) not hard. You need to chill, bro. They were definitely, all you had to do was react to SDI. What? It wasn't like a, okay. Are you talking about triple jump? Triple jump was the only thing that was like a, hard it wasn't hard but yeah that's what i'm saying it wasn't hard. reacting to sdi against players that knew how to sdi was borderline impossible okay now try to react to sdi now try reacting to sdi while doing a two-frame tech input but they're not multi you're not sdi multi-hits i mean up air is so fast it's practically a multi-hit up air and up till took 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 right so like one yeah but the, the level of sdi is Nowhere comparable to Smash Four. 
Smash 4 and Ultimate have different levels of SDI. I call bullshit on SDIing the Steve shit because you're SDIing multi-hits and you only have so much SDI. And every time someone mentions SDI on a Steve combo, there's a Steve combo replying to the tweet saying, oh, but you do this instead. You know what's crazy? I mean, that's what we did with Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, but it, there, it wasn't that simple because it's fucking single hits. I'm just saying it's like the Steve player can literally drop the combo. The Bayo player, if you drop a combo as a Bayo player, like, and it was like an input, dude, hang it up. You fucking blow. Like, you fucking, <laughs> like come on. It's okay, not, okay. Up B, side B, up B. Like, is, that is not fucking... Oh, double jump fair into, oh, imagination, because I can reset everything I want in the world with fair one. So don't even go... In terms of execution, Steve combos are like a million... I'm just talking about SDI. I'm just, just SDI-wise. Just SDI-wise, this, this similar. Okay, final thoughts. Round the horn. <laughs> he's, he's over it. This is what I want to hear from y'all. Okay. We talked about these tournaments. We I don't need to hear y'all thoughts. I'm going to ask everyone, starting with me, is Steve the best character in the game? Yes or no? All right. I'm going to say no. See ya. Okay. Marcus, what about you? Currently? Whatever, whatever way you want to do it, to you, to the results, whatever it is. Currently, no. Okay. Charles? In a couple months, probably. Okay, I'll say the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's my answer. Currently, no. God, C players. This round the horn sucked. I miss Haz. Yeah. I I tried. You know what Haz was was going to say. I told y'all. Maybe I don't miss Hazz. I said Steve was top tier. All right, all right. Well, he should be ashamed of himself rather than proud. It's Haz's fault. True. That this just, is happening. I don't know where the tipping point of the meta is because right now Steve loses to characters he can't win neutral against and they can pressure him. But he what happens? But what happens when Steve start to like parry and to get a hit, but they zero to death you? Yep. That's I, I think that's the tipping point in which Steve becomes the best character because in in a world where you have a way more return than your opponent, even if you lose neutral seventy percent of the time, if you only need one hit and you win neutral that other thirty percent, that and that's a stock. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, the return is so vastly in your favor, it doesn't matter. So, it's, like, weird because... Here, here's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the statement, and I think it's really funny. So, uh, Cosmo said that he was talking to Sylvanas about Steve, right? And Sylvanas <laughs> had this really, really good statement, okay? It's... Sylvanas said that we have banned... like, Or, when you're fighting against Steve, he can turn... He can like turn the stage into Hyrule Temple. <laughs> think of, like really think about that. It's true. Hyrule Temple is that stage legal? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. I I yeah. So you're telling me <laughs> that this character can pretty much make the environment we play the game in like stages we've banned before. Just really think about that. Putting a wall behind you and having like I think that. That that is not even a zero to death thing. That concept alone of oh, I'm gonna put a wall behind me, and if you like zone me out with horizontal, like a cloud back air, you get damage, but I don't die. I just tech and like whatever. Or even if I can't tech and it's untechable, I'm like bounce left side. Then I bounce all the way over here, and I'm still, probably still alive, right? And I'm high up in the air. So I'm not saying to ban Steve or anything like that, but really think about how strong the move block is. I'm because I've always said that Monado art is the best move in the game, but I'm like starting to think I'm like, dang man, block is kind of like in contention. I don't know for sure if block is better because Monado art is like a super cracked move and you can do it during hit sun. It's like, you know what I mean? But it's actually Sephiroth's fully charged neutral B. So. It's blocked. Yeah, for sure. As it's long blocked. as you have time to set it up while they're recovering. You yeah, know? it kills at zero. So, but yeah, like just block doesn't even do damage. Charles, what are you talking about? True, true, true. I will say that, uh, I've saw I've seen some recent counterplay things that was very impressive. Um, damn, I wish I knew the tweet, but I saw someone do like a like a landing down air on like a 
a two stack or a three stack um, block and they they like did a down air with a certain character it damaged the block and then they landed on the block and then the block broke so their their animation for down air canceled right and then they went into another move that like broke the second block but the move still came out and then went into another move and then so i think obviously steve is going to abuse that more so than not because when you are on a platform and like that platform suddenly disappears if you're in end lag about doing something it was a peach and peach hit and went into a turn -up oh pool. yeah and then the, like got the turn up because on frame one of the turn pool if you get interrupted you have the turn up and then did the turn up combo so that's what it was so i think that player like that is something that's really big that i've never seen in like because I've seen Steve's abuse that part of block, right? Where they like throw out a down tilt and then the block breaks and then they can just like go in a fair or something like that, right? But seeing other characters abuse it could increase your punish game on Steve, which then, you know what I mean? So I, I think they're still trying to make block a double edged sword. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So there's potential yeah. there for sure. Yeah, potential, potential. Oh, yo, you found it. <laughs> All Boom. Right. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you everyone for watching. Um, Looks like we're gonna be talking. This is like just Steve talks at this point. Hey, it was right. Joker talks, but yeah, we've moved on. All right, thank y'all. Peace.